Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV collaboration time with Canon Chatter match review time, people. But before we get into it, let's hit the intro. Euro 2022, England Lionesses, Captain Williamson, Serena Wigman's Red and White Army. It's time to deliver. And there you have it, footballing community. Hashtag collaboration time. Streaming from both channels. Albert JTV meets Canon Chatter. Hashtag Euro 2022. Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV. Collaboration time with Canon Chatter. Euro 2022. Come on, you lionesses. We kicked off with a beautiful 1-0 victory against Austria. Not the... You know what? I call it in the title, get the job done. And that's what England done. Um, as you can see, people, I've got two amazing co-hosts with me. YouTube royalty here with me, actually. So, people, as I said before, uh, thank you for the people that joined in and watched the preview show on Canon Chatter channel, obviously combining with mine. Uh, thank you for your time and efforts. The like button, smash it straight away like you always do. And um, great interaction in the chat. So, people, in the bottom, along the bottom of the screen, subscribe to the, both channels, Canon Chatter and Albert JTV. And like I said, hit the like button on my channel and also hit the like button on Canon, Ch Canon Chatter channel as well. So um, people, let's get chatting. So welcome my fantastic host, firstly, Lottie Van Totti. How are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm a bit knackered, knackered from going all the way up there for the, um, for the opening. But yeah, I'm all good otherwise. How are you? You're hot, man. Of course, it's been a school today, man. God, I've got a bit of a tan after today's um, long day at work. But listen, we moved, man. We were talk about this um, big, big tournament and, uh, you know, the atmosphere and the build-up has been immense. And we're going to get your thoughts very, very soon about, because obviously Lottie was at the game. Amazing atmosphere that transmitted through the screens. But before we talk even more people, let's introduce the Queen of Penzance, my <laughs> second co-host. G, welcome to, welcome to the joint collaboration again. Thank you. Yes, um, good to be back doing another show so quickly um, and obviously just living on the hype of the other night now. The Euros fever has really hit now. It, it, it has, it has indeed. Um, what an attendance, what was it? 68,871 that crammed in at Old Trafford. It looked amazing, I'll be honest with you, from look, watching it on the TV screens, man. But as I said to you, people in the chat, get your virtual waves in. Hello and welcome my esteemed panel here. Um, we've got an amazing guest coming on as well. But just before we bring our fantastic guest on, um, look, I'm to you first, Lottie, because obviously you was at the game to soak in the atmosphere. And um, how was it sort of travelling from London to Manchester? How, what was the mood around the stadium before you went in? How was it? Um, travelling up, I did unfortunately get seated to someone who was an absolute pig. Didn't deserve <laughs> the tickets he had, I'll be honest with you. Um okay. It got to the point where I felt like I had to have a conversation with my other half about our players. The main, I think, that I, as much as I would defend all the England players, I will defend the Arsenal girls a bit more. Um, but I could have easily given you and G those two tickets. They didn't deserve to be there. Whoa. I'll be honest with you. Um, got up there, walking up to the gate, Adam and Matt appeared. I was like, oh, there they are. Um, sort, of, sort of come into the station. It was really nice to see the effort Manchester actually put into it because everywhere you yeah. look, there was the advertisements, um, the banners hanging on the ceiling, ceiling from the um, station roof. You come out, 
it's massive welcome to Manchester and all with Euro, all the Euro stuff around it. It was quite cool. Um, went to the first pan park in Manchester Piccadilly. Mm. Uh, really, really good vibe. They had like entertainment, mm. had all the songs going on. The fans were all intermixing. There was Germans, there was Swedish, um, Austrian and England fans all there, all sitting in the fan park. Um, all the songs going and stuff. Like Obviously, a few people have been there a while, so they'd already started the party <laughs> mood. Um, yeah. We then moved on to the... Um, jump the tram over to Old Trafford itself. Coming round, Old Trafford, like Old Trafford, until you got round to the front, and then you saw the amount of effort that club mm. has put into putting the Euro stuff up, um, which is quite cool. They turned one of the massive car parks into a fan park. Um, they had DJs, they had the little food stands, and all the other bits and pieces. Um, a lot of it was for the like the younger fans, like the kids, face painting. Uh, there was like a Lego challenge. You could sit there and do VAR, have your picture taken with the player oh, of the match award yes. trophy. Yeah. And yeah, it was all really cool. And there was also some like entertainment. There was the, I can't remember what freestyle footballers. Basically mm. they can use the ball anywhere on their bodies, literally yeah. anywhere. And they get up to the floor. And um, I am making some content so you guys will see this later on yeah. when I do drop it on, on the channel. Um, and it was yeah, it was it was it was quite cool. Sweet Cal- Caroline was going beforehand. Yes, um, but the crowd was a bit bit mellow because it was cause it was still quite early. Because I headed over to the ground about half four, so I was yeah. really early. Um, but the Austrian fans were in good spirits as well, which was nice to see. They'd taken over the um, Heineken bus that was there. <laughs> you couldn't get on it. Literally, they were on the top of the bus with the with the film crew, um, and they all around the bottom sort of mm. thing singing in Austrian. No idea what they were saying, but they looked like they were in really good spirits. Um going into the ground, I went in there quite early. I kind of walked up and like it it was about two hours before kickoff when I went in because I because mm. I was upstairs and Sir Alex Ferguson and I thought, oh let me get in. I'll go up and have a drink drink on the um on, on the level I was sitting on. Mm. Um sort of went up went up into the ground. The ground was empty and you look across the pitch, I was sitting right across from the away fan stand. And that was really weird because that's where I sit when I go up there. I was up there in December. I looked across. They had like a DJ stand installed, the TV screen, which was quite puny. Mm-hmm. But that was the only place they could really put it on the opposite side from Sir Alex Ferguson stand. Um, but, yeah, as, as people came in, it started getting a bit more busy. Um, and then they brought out. Jaguar, who's BBC Radio One's one of BBC Radio One's DJs, I think on the yeah. dance channel, she kicked things off, and it just it just picked up, and the atmosphere grew. England fans fans all started piling in, and it was just a general really good vibe around the ground. Um, just before Jaguar kicked off, the England girls came in, and what not people were there, they actually made that stadium really really loud. Mm. It just completely lit up because they walked in, and like I remember. Ella Toon and Alex Greenwood went and sat in the circle and they stood there and they filmed it yeah. as we all welcomed them in, which was, I think it was a bit breathtaking for them being United players. Mm. Um, but I, I couldn't work out the rest of the blondes on that pitch, unfortunately, who was who, because like they've all got the same hair colour. Unless yeah. you actually watch certain players week in, week out, like I do with the Arsenal girls, I can pick them out left, right and centre. Or you're Chloe Kelly and you've got a nice bright yellow hairband around your head. You're not going to know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was really general, general, generally a good vibe. 
um she got the crowd dancing and all that kind of there's like fan cams and all that kind of stuff looking for the good dancers mm. um the game sort of kicked off everyone's like usual usual well, back to the open ceremony it was really good the only thing is i need to watch it again because i was sitting behind the smoke i was behind the team so all it's, the smoke came up into my stand yeah. Yeah. and sort of gridlocked but i saw most of it but not all of it i'd have to go and watch it again um to see what it actually looked like from mm. like yeah from a, yeah of course but from what no, i look- saw before it went all smoky it was absolutely brilliant now, listen, it looked good from even just seeing it on the television screen. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I think the sort of image for me, I'm from Come to G quickly before we bring in um, the fantastic yeah. George. Um, yeah, man, I, the thing I've just remembered seeing the girl, like the girls in the tunnel, mm. Leah Williamson looked like she had a game face on, man. She looked like she was mm. ready for war. Like, looked, I think there was just ice cold running through her veins, yeah. man. She looked ready to go to war in there, trust me. So, yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that. I was having a conversation with G and like the women's WhatsApp group because we're like massive group. G was G was saying that apparently Leah in the national anthem couldn't actually look at her mum during that because mm. she was going to cry because where she was standing, her mum was yeah. right in front of her, and yeah. her her mum is her biggest fan. So it's pretty, yeah. it was pretty incredible. Must have been pretty incredible for her, death for sure. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I know some of these come to G. I know some of the like the ladies have played in big matches. Big grounds. I, I've top of my head. I mean, the Olympics in 2012. I mean, wow. I mean, some of the attendances for those games. Um, but yeah, um, gee, from you, from your point of view, I know you're obviously looking forward to the tournament. But how did you feel, sort of, as a spectacle and you know, lead up to the game? Yeah, I mean, all day at work, I was just like, get me home. Like, I want to get involved and watch as much as I could. And luckily, with our group chats, Lottie said they were posting pictures of different places they were like when they all met up with each other we had a, they had a selfie and they were showing us the decorations um in and around the ground what was happening so in a way it kind of felt like I was also there with them <laughs> which was nice just to see what was going on because you don't see that um yeah, cool. but wish you when, were. Yeah, yeah when it came to the game um it was unfortunate because we didn't actually on the tv they didn't actually show too much of the opening ceremony no. It kind of the only bit they showed was when it was already was full insane. of smoke, so you couldn't actually see. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see much of it back. Oh, um, gee, do you know what? Yeah. Don't worry too much. I've got yeah. that all filmed, so don't oh, worry no, too so much. Right. Look, you don't so spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so we didn't get to see, and then they kept going back to the commentary um, when it already started, so we didn't actually really see that. Um, mm. But yeah, just going on on them walking out. Obviously, we were just proud of Leah for her yeah, our roots okay. with her and our connection anyway. But as it went across, you know, they were all belting out the anthem. Um, and yeah, she was there with her eyes closed. And then, as Lottie said later on, she said in her interview that that's where the families were. They were facing them. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean, if that was me, I would have been gone. <laughs> So she, yeah, she said she closed her eyes because she was literally looking straight at her mum, and it would have yeah. set her off. So, um, yeah, and just personally, you know, obviously you all know that I've played since I was tiny. Yeah. So I actually watching it felt really like emotional because just the thought of this happening, um, it's been a long time coming. But at the same time, yeah. the game is growing quite quickly now, um, and yeah, just seeing what it meant to people and you know I've had conversations um with people I know from work and family that were all going to watch it I even saw on my lunch break I saw a guy 
uh, must be like my age, mid twenties. Um, he was actually wearing the shirt that Lottie's got on with Ellen White on, and mm. like for me, being down here to see that was just like really Madden. special. Yeah, it yeah. made my day. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just I kind of felt quite emotional um, leading up to that moment of of kickoff, really. But yeah, uh, just everything about it was, was incredible. I think. Oh, well, well, well said. Um, I've got the Kleenex ready for you guys here if you need it, but I, I think we'll be, I think we'll be all right. We'll be all right. But no, before I bring in George, I think Mel, I don't know if you guys probably saw people watching this on YouTube and on Twitter as well. I thought a great thing I saw was um, it was at the end of the game. I, I think I sent it to both of you actually at the time uh, when um, the little girl was asking for Nikita Paris's autograph, and then yeah. the reaction afterwards was was first class. That did the rounds on the. The social that that was brilliant. That was brilliant to see, man. The excitement of the youngsters that were there. But people, we're going to bring in us amazing special oh, guests. Albert, before you do that, I've got oh. to say um, one one thing that did come out of Manchester: best meads on fire. Your defense terrified me, <laughs> myself, and Adam have been trying to push that at Meadow Park, yeah. and I, w- I must have walked into a bar after the game, and the England fans were singing that for throughout the night. It was absolutely brilliant. So it worked. And I'm I'm so pleased, so pleased well with Beth Mead. Well done, Van Tots. Van Tots, well done. So now we are going to bring in our special guest, Clock and Jules. George, welcome to match review time, man. Cheers, mate. How are you? Not bad, man. It's good to see you, man. It's been a while, but um, yeah, of course, of course, you had to get you on, man. It's the, this is this is a big big tournament for um the England Lionesses, and obviously we're going to dissect um the one nil yeah. win against um Austria. So our first question to you, George, really, um, we was eagerly awaiting the team lineup, And I must say, I was coming home from work, needs to get my fresh trim before the game. Not just for the game, but I needed a trim anyway, to be fair. But um, one thing I was thought, one thing we was kind of, kind of looking at was the team lineup, And, and I must admit, George, I've got to be honest, um, I thought George Stanway would start sort of in the 10 position. And then we look at the lineup, um, both Kirby... And Georgia Stanway are starting, um, and obviously Alex Greenwood was on the bench, which was which was, a, which was a big surprise to me. I thought maybe there might have been an injury there, or but yeah, um, big calls already. What did you make of the team lineup, mate? Um, was you happy or any surprises for you? Um, yeah, on the whole, I was happy, but I was more surprised that Greenwood was on yeah, the bench. Where, like, um, if it was G put it in our group, and I was like shocked when I read it. I had to go and yeah. check it on Twitter to see if like, it was true. <laughs> um, but on the whole, I, like, I thought it was a, quite a balanced team. Um, I thought maybe um, I wasn't going to be surprised if actually Frank Kirby was on the bench. Like, you know, like, just went with George Stanway as the number 10, but went with both of them. Um, Attacking-wise, I thought we looked, uh, it was quite balanced. It was just more Greenwood not playing that was the surprise for me. Yeah, big time surprise. Before I um, bring in Lottie to um, pose a question to you, or maybe actually Lottie, maybe even to answer, obviously the team lineup was the main talking point before the start of the game. But yeah, listen, I'm, I, I've said this in terms of sort of the England sort of number 10 position, um, which is the dying breed position. But I said, if you're going to play Kirby, then you play where you play during the opening game. Because yeah. I know people say like, she might not stamp her throat in the game, but um, when you look at England's chances kind of created in that first half, she was instrumental to all of it. She actually got the assist for the goal. Um, 
And obviously, Stanway was in a bit more of a withdrawn position, sort of a kind of a pivot with um, Kira Walsh. But um, yeah, Lottie, come in. Come in, my dear Lottie. Sorry, guys, I just lost the, um, the mute button there for a second. It's also why I was going, wait, hang on, where's it going? Um, no, Frank Kirby was incredible. We we know she's been out for most of the season due to health reasons. And I was one of the people who questioned why she was called up. And I think Ooh. I've humbly been shut up now. Like, we know she's an incredible player. She was absolutely instrumental in best goal, which... I was in the mm, right end for, which I was very, very, very pleased about. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm happy for her to be starting. I'd have her starting every single game if I could, if her health allows it. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, like, before I come to G, um, like I said, I, 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 I was actually surprised Frank Kirby started, not because I didn't want her to start, but I thought Georgia Stanway mm. would get the nod. But oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a, it was a surprise to me. Listen, Serena Wiegman's the coach. She knows what she's doing. She's a winner. But it was a surprise to me, to be honest with you. But um, I, I kind of thought England, not not surprisingly, um, G, started shakily. Listen, it's a home tournament. First game of the tournament. Massive crowd. Um, first five minutes a bit shaky. Austria pressed well in the first half. But even I thought, yeah. I don't care how fit you are as a football player, you cannot press for 90 minutes. But um, So they kind of, I think with Kirby... They um their main their main player for Bayern Munich as it's Sarah Zadrazil and um, for Austria done a very was very very watchful of Frank Kirby even the touches Frank Kirby she didn't won't say she's in the game loads and loads in the first half but the pivotal moments she was there what what was your thoughts about Frank Kirby and the lineup sorry as well yeah I mean um obviously Greenwood missing out was um the biggest shock really just because mm. um. She, I, was, I always thought she's works the best alongside Millie Bright um, and her distribution as well, the set pieces she is always involved in, always takes the corners. So it's not like she is a reserve type player on the pitch. She is very involved when she's on, on the field. Um, so, yeah, that was the only surprise, really. But um, for me, I would have had her in the back and then brought Leah Williamson in midfield um, instead of having Frank Kirby there, to be honest. And I know they're not the same type of player, but... She's played there in that system without Frank Kirby and they've all three of them have worked so well. Um, yeah, I didn't realise Kirby actually did assist <laughs> the goal until I yeah. saw the replays and realised. But um, I was quite critical, especially in the second half. I mean, I think it really did sort of show her fitness um, and her fatigue was kicking in because yeah. there were times where she, the ball was not far away from her and she just wasn't getting there. Um so it got a little bit frustrating, but I wasn't surprised when she was the... I know there was a triple sub, but I wasn't surprised that she was the name. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we keep going with her and if she's only going to play the likes of like an hour or 55 minutes an hour each game just for her experience. I don't know. But um, yeah, maybe I would sort of, you know, I know I'm just not too much of a bigger fan of her, to be honest. And I think after the, all the time that she's missed um, and players have been playing week in consistently... Um, and they also have the same experience, so it's not like she overpowers that side. But, but yeah, you know, whatever whatever the manager wants is obviously the best, <laughs> better than what I can think. But um, in terms of Austria, I thought they, they were actually fantastic throughout. Um, and a slight nod to an Arsenal player here with Laura Weinreuther. 
Um, I thought she actually yeah. handled Lauren Hemp so yeah, well. Said. Um, said. Yeah, we've not seen her too much yet with Arsenal. Um, and she's been a bit, ro- you know, ropey trying to adjust and everything. But I think for her country, she was pretty outstanding. Um, and mm. Austria as a whole, they they pressed everything together. They did everything as a unit. They were always there to cover each other. Um, and they just didn't take their foot off the pedal. That's what made it such an exciting game, really. Uh, well said. Um, Lottie, come in if I think you might have a question for George, possibly. Uh, George, what, what did you what did you make of um, the game in terms of from like Manu Zim, Zinsberger's point of view? I think personally, I think she had a brilliant game. She let Mead get past her, but she did not let any other WSL player get past her. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought she played quite well. To be fair, like she, um, I'm quite a big fan of. Zinsberger anyway so um, um, when I, it was just gutting that she had to play England the first game <laughs> um, but yeah I thought she played quite well like like you say like Beth scored her goal and but the other chances that she had she kind of dealt with them quite professionally really yeah no she was, she was very 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 comfortable um, yeah I'm gonna G do, do you want to come in and ask George something yeah, um, just interested, George. Um, how did you watch the game? Was it through BBC or were you listening via the radio? Good question. Um, so I listened to the first half on the radio because um, I wanted to try and compare what the major difference between the radio or the TV. And the, to be fair, it wasn't really much. Um, it was pretty similar, like the, before the game in the first half. You know like with the opening ceremony you didn't really get to really hear much about it they just went straight on with the uh, talk sport version they just went straight to the game um, they actually had um, Lisa Evans and Leanne Sanderson doing commentary so that was um, pretty interesting Um, for for, I've always said I don't I'm not particularly a huge fan of talk sport on other games but when they've done the stuff they've done with the WSL and then yes, uh, yesterday's get um, was it yesterday? I don't even know what day it is today. Um, <laughs> uh, so the, all the coverage they've done, I have to give them credit because they've pushed it quite a lot. Talksport, and for me, they've pushed it more than the radio side of the BBC have. Um, so yeah, that's quite good. And then the second half. I was listening, watching, uh, listening to it on the TV. I, I was really nervous in the second half. I was like, I can't deal with this. I think I remember saying in the, I think it was talking to Jonesy, I said, oh, if the Euros is like this, I'm going to need about a few shots by the end of it. <laughs> 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 I was just like, <laughs> but it's like what you, you were saying, Albert, you get the job done. And yeah, that's the thing. That's more what it was for me. But I thought, no, I thought, please, can we just make it a bit more comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, nah, Jules, great stuff. Now, nah, great stuff. Um, Jules, I'm going to ask you another quick question. I'm going to also want to get yeah. um, Lottie's thoughts and um, G's thoughts as well. Obviously, we get the goal with Beth Mead. Um, but I think I heard the stat, if I heard this correctly, during the game. Um, I think 16 of England's sort of their last goal, 15 out of their 16 goals, are scored in the second half. Then they don't score too many goals in the first half. But I think it was key yeah. that they came out of the first half with something because 
um, they had some. There were, I would say, they probably in the first half. Definitely, there was two clear. There was two clear cut chances other than the goal. You had the chance with Ellen White, which I think she should hit the target from the header from Hemp's cross. And also, I think if Hemp was right footed, she would have took that first time rather than take yeah. the touch and then have a go. Um, but yeah, I think one thing, George, that um, I think Serena Wiegman's spoken about, and by the way, Serena Wiegman, strong trainer game we had on, man. I noticed these <laughs> kids are very, very important. But um, <laughs> England, I think, George, what it is, I think, is they she's spoken about um, England being ruthless. And I thought after the first 10 minutes, where it was a little bit nervy, a few misplaced passes, um, I thought England gradually sort of dictated the tempo and... Um, I think Millie Bright and Leah Williamson are very good at hitting a diagonal to hemp, mm-hmm. um, even if you're, if you're going to bypass the midfield. So, um, George, what's your thoughts about um, England not being ruthless enough and obviously Mead scoring a fantastic goal? Um, so, the, for me, there's different ways you can be ruthless as well. Like, ruthless, mm. as, ruthless isn't just going and scoring four or five goals and yeah. like basically embarrassing the team. Ruthless can be that you hold on to you you kind of understand who the op- opposition is. So, like, Austria were no mugs, really. Like, they yeah, were good they're... side. From, that's the first, I'm kind of learning about all of this because I normally only watch Arsenal. So, um, from what I was listening to, Austria seemed like a really good side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it wasn't really going to be, in, like, looking back, because I watched the highlights again, like, it's, it wasn't going to be like, a 3 or 4 nil really. Not, with everything, it's the first game at a home tournament. Mm, well said. So that we were ruthless in that sense. Yeah, we could go on and score, but <laughs> I might get a bit of controversy here. But I think Ellen White, she has to take about four shots before she puts one on target. So I've heard that. I've heard that said a million times. Um, I'm from what the games I've watched, obviously in WSL in England. I'm not. She scored a few goals, but I'm not not the greatest fan. <laughs> um, but um, she's no like Beth Mead gets the ball, gets a chance, takes it, doesn't she? So um, I was really happy for her as well because she's in my fantasy team. So that kind of <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a plus point. I knew there was a plus point. Yeah. Like, listen, yeah. she go on, George. Go on, carry on, mate. Go on, yeah. Bro. Um, so but when she when she scored, I was like, I went, um, because I didn't know it was Frank Curry that set up either because. Um, on the radio, they for, um, they forgot to say who had the ball. So um, then they just said, oh, Mead. And I was like, well, as soon as she had it, I was like, that's a goal. Then um, So I was quite happy with that. Um, and I just think we were ruthless in different ways, not the way that is obvious, like going and scoring a few goals. We Defensively, defensively I thought we were decent. And I feel dirty for saying this but I thought Millie Bright played well so now I'm going to hell <laughs> you're not you're not George you, uh, you make a good point we will touch on we will touch on England defensively in terms of how they how they played against yeah. um Austria but no George great stuff man yeah come to my two amazing co-hosts I'm gonna sort of pose a question to you but also I want to ask you because obviously Matt's dropped in about Ellen White and obviously George has brought it up and I think Adam mentioned it in the preview show um, I'm going to sort of do, ask the question in reverse. So we'll get back to sort of Beth Mead and England being ruthless. But Ellen White, um, what's your thoughts starting with G actually in terms of what Matt said and what George has said? 
yeah i mean it's, it's definitely true isn't it um that chance was the big chance one yeah. of the best chance you know she had no pressure there was no she kind of stepped away from the defender so gave herself space and time um and just didn't catch it right um but that was quite early on wasn't it so you could kind of expect her to get as they all did i think everyone kind of got a little bit caught up in the the atmosphere and the occasion at the very start so you can forgive that but um i can't fault her effort though because she did chase down a lot like she didn't stop running and there was a point where she even slid she... in on someone managed to keep the ball in and kept she got herself involved in other ways um you know yeah. She is obviously the prolific goal scorer we know, but she also has to bring that side of her game as well because there's someone on the bench that's going to be doing that for her. So she's got to keep getting involved. And somehow, you know, it's not always about scoring goals sometimes. If you can get involved, win the ball back high and be there for someone else to create a chance. Which, which, which is what she take, did with the chance yeah. before her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, t we'll take that all day. Um so yeah, I think she she put in a great performance. Um, but yeah, absolutely does it's one of those that needs a couple of goal, a uh, couple of attempts to get a goal. But you can you can put your faith in her that she's going to hit the net at some stage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Um, you make a good point, G. Before I come to fantastic Lottie, that with because it's tournament football, sometimes you don't depending on your playing, it gets really. But like I said, because it's tournament, there's there's about including England, about about five or six nations that can win this tournament. To be fair. Um, and someone's mentioned it in the chat about you know dark horses and so Lottie coming to you. Um, like I said, I didn't know the stat in terms of England's slot like fifty to the last sixteen goals come in the second half, which is you don't want to be a second half team. You don't want to be like the men's team. <laughs> so yeah, in terms of, in terms of Arsenal, I'd say more so. Um, I don't think it's a major problem now because like I said, George mentioned it before. You know, it's about getting the job done. Is as putting the title in terms of the the show, um, but. That's one thing I think England, you know, they're going to have to do that against Norway because that's going to be a different game. Um, you know, you get one chance. You might even only get one or two chances. You've got to be ruthless. But, yeah, what's your thoughts about that and more so probably the Ellen White sort of question marks, should I say? The thing is, Ellen White is always, she's always been like that. You watch her past mm. tournaments, you go back, back to the Olympics. She's she's always been that and been like that. And eventually it will hit the back of the net. But in torn, in terms of tournament time, you haven't got that time. So she needs to be hitting it on target and getting it past those keepers. Because I was expecting Russo to start. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of people have been calling for her. A lot of people have been calling for her. Because yeah. she's a United United player, I thought it, it would be a point made, okay, you start, we'll bring on Ellen White later. But she didn't. Um, in terms of England being ruthless, I think people need to remember that the, for the last since maybe September, the last few qualifiers and there's been international friendlies. They, we haven't faced teams that are actually challenging enough. Um, you look you look at 10 nil. you look you look at the score lines and that can tell you everything you need to know. Our first real challenge was the Arnold Clark Club. I can't, yeah. I can't pronounce that properly. It's, Do apologise. It, it, no, it, it, it is a tongue-crystal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So that was our first real challenge and for us to beat Germany, I think that should tell you all you all you need to know about yeah. the England women. Um, and then we went on to beat the Netherlands for the first time in 10 games. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was fantastic. Get, uh, then, then, then there's the other friendlies as well. Belgium. Took us a while to get into first gear, but and then Switzerland, I didn't really watch that game, but it sounded like it yeah. was another repeat of the Belgium game. 
to me. Mm. But I just think people are passing judgment way too soon in terms we're not ruthless enough. Um, okay. I mean, Leah at the back. During the season uh, for Hoffenheim, Leah absolutely put Nicole Belia in her pocket and she did the same at that England at that England game on Wednesday night. Nicole could not get away with her, could not get round her at all. Yeah. And that is probably why she was in the back line, which which I expect her to be sort of swapping in and out of midfield because her bread and butter is the defending, but she's also registered as a midfielder for the tournament. So um, another thing I really, in terms of Mead's goal on the, during the build-up, I did enjoy watching Mead and Hemp switching sides. Yeah, interchanging. Um, throughout the game, the interchanging, it, it, was, it, was, it was really good because I sort of first yeah. 15 minutes, she was on one side and then they swapped. So it was it was regular interchanging. And I think that did really, really did not help the defence for Austria before that goal went in. No, Lottie, you make a great point. I think when you, I think with football now, you play a front three, it, it, it needs to be, it can't just be rigid. It needs to have um, flexibility and fluidity. Yeah, it, you, watch it the men's game, you mentioned the men's game all the time with different teams. Um, You've got to have that interchange. Men's, game, yes. the, the men's game hasn't quite got that. For me, Mead and Hemp are absolutely lethal because they can switch it up any time. Whereas the men, the men don't do it as frequently when we look at England. And I think that that's why, if I'm going to look at my front three, Mead and Hemp will always be down there first because they're dangerous. And they're going to be there to either score or assist whoever's up top, whether that be right, White or Russo or yeah. someone no, else. No, I meant more. Sorry, no, I meant sorry, I to be more clear. I meant more in terms of um, club football, not internationally. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Even, even at club level, like, name me a pair of, ring, uh, of forwards that can do that in the men's game. Uh, I would have said um, I would have said but, Liverpool and, and, front three, but but they don't exist anymore because Mane's gone to buy Munich. But yeah, well, but, well, you can't use that. So no, but like as frequently as they do, there is no team, no men's team that does that. Mm. That's it. Uh, I mean, I, I watch a lot City of football, but I can't. Bit. Yeah, they do, they do it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> City, yeah, like Mares or Sterling. If they're not, if they're not there, to, you can see be like Grealish when he plays. So. I'm not saying to that level, but that's probably yeah. the closest I would say. Yeah. yeah. In the chat. Sorry, yeah. G, come in, come in, come in, G no, money. Come in G money. Yeah, yeah, just a quick question. I'll go obviously to George first. Um, yeah. I think it was around the 60th, 65th minute, potentially maybe before. Um, Serena made a triple change. Right. Um, it wasn't just any change; it was a triple attacking change which we would never seen in the men's game at this point because we always have to keep certain people on at all times. But George, what did you what did you feel like when she she brought on obviously Toon, Russo and um Chloe Kelly? What did you feel about that attacking so, sub? Yeah, I was happy with it. It's funny you mention it because I was watching it with uh, one of my other mates in another group was watching it. And both of our message went through at the same time to each other. And we said, you wouldn't see Southgate do that, would you? Yeah. Good point. That's the point. That's and the point. I yeah. think I think it just shows the positive intent that Serena has. Like, like yeah, we were winning 1-0. Like, if I'm honest, the ruthless thing I don't understand, to be honest. But um, I understand what they mean, but I don't. Because realistically if you look at it like we've spoke about the men's game when england got through the group they only scored two goals so mm. um uh but with those subs it just shows the difference in options that we have uh 
Um, especially like with Russo as well. Like I think she's really, really good. And like I was, I was thinking she might actually start, but like um, Lottie says, Ellen White's the one who's been scoring. But just shows the different options. We have. And like we actually have a squad. We don't have like 12 or 13 players that are really, yeah. really good. Does, do you think it also shows a bit of ruthlessness from Serena and the fact that you might be the top scorer for England for the women's side, but if you're not performing and we, we're going to need something different, she's not afraid to then take you off and switch it up? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think she shows ruthlessness, ruthless, that, that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know, we know. Go on, George, get it out. Go on, ruthlessness. So, yes. <laughs> um, don't give me that word on countdown. Bloody hell. Um, so... <laughs> Because I think putting Greenwood on the bench shows that, to be fair, like, so it start, mm. started before. Because a lot of people, like, a lot of people were shocked that Greenwood weren't starting. So it shows that Serena does what she wants to do. And if you're not doing what she wants you to do, you're, you're hit the road, Jack. You know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, I think with those subs, uh, I think it, enables everyone to be on the top of their game because they know that if the slightest bit they're off, they For could sure. be off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The only other thing was I was going to say, do you think, um, open to everyone really, do you think that maybe that kind of shows her experience in, in this field of not just relying on the same person because of what they've done previously and hoping for the best and being too afraid to change something? Do you think that's the way she acts like that and you know i mean it's not the not 80th minute either it's the 60 we still got plenty no. of time yeah. um and then for her to just make a sub like that um take off big names and frank kirby as well you know um yeah. and obviously beth mead i think we were all a bit disappointed with that one really but you know someone has to give sometimes don't they um so do you think that just kind of shows that her experience of and trust as well that she's got in all of the squad Jules, come in yeah. then. Lottie. Come in, Jules. Go okay. On. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think it shows an elite manager as well. Because um, let's be real, like comparing to other managers, I, I don't see Phil Neville doing that. Um, no, I feel like Phil Neville definitely would have <laughs> done that. <laughs> so um, I think Serena shows she's an elite manager. So it doesn't like she might even be thinking that they can offer something else. Like Beth got her goal, so technically she done what her job is. Um, Kirby, like we've said, said that she was absolutely shattered. She, like, from what the radio commentator was saying, that there was balls that were like inches away, and she just, we just couldn't get to them because she was so tired. Yeah. So she's seen that because she could have left her run another ten minutes, and say one of those balls goes wrong, she can't reach it, and then Austria go and score. So she, her foresight in the game, doing all that, and bringing on Russo. And the and two was it Toon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that come on adds a bit more energetic energetic play to what England have. So I think it just showed like she's got a bit. I don't think she's lost the game yet. So she's got something special about her. Great point, George. Lots coming. Lots. Go on, Van Tots. <laughs> no, George. George does make a make very very good points, but I think we also need to remember. That with Serena, she's a serial winner. She's won this trophy the last time round, mm. and yeah. she's not afraid to make her choices. But you've also got to remember, we've got the squad depth to do that. Yes, and 
it's like James had said on the last show, she builds her teams on friendship. So those you won't see no no miserable faces, no sulking off them like we do with the men's team. They'll come off and switch off and the whole game changes. And it when they when those changes did come on, it was like a new wave of energy. And it caused even more chaos um for Austria. And they, they still brought the game to us, but not as much as they did from where I was seeing. Um I also think that how do I put this? Hang on a second. <laughs> Go on. No, gone. Thoughts gone. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. I'll, that's right. I'll come in. Miserable um, faces because Emma Hayes ain't there. That's why. <laughs> I don't think she's part. I don't think she's part of the BBC. Yeah, I'm not. No, nope, sure, she's but, not um... even doing the commentary. Actually, George, it's... can I ask you a question? Do you know if um, Jonas was commentating on the BBC? I'm just wondering yeah. what his commentary was. was like. Was. How was it? Yeah, he was he in was. those who were listening. He wasn't commentary on the game. He was in okay. the studio type thing. Oh, studio, oh, okay, cool. He, and he was very proud. The game, so, yeah, 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 I saw him before the game, so it was quite cool. He was out just outside the fan box where I went in. So yeah. we caught him yeah. on the way in. I'll tell you who is a good um, woman commentator is Leanne Sanderson. Like, if anyone does get a chance. Yeah. She talks about 100 miles per hour. but <laughs> when She does. A friend of mine knows her and that she was written. Like and apparently what they were doing with this women's Euros, they're pushing all the people. So like Lisa Evans, Leanne Sands, and there was um, a couple others because they're apparently pushing them for the WSL this like this season. So it's yeah. like a new initiative or something. But um, Lisa Evans was actually quite good when I was listening to her. And Leanne Sanderson, she's she's not biased at all apart from the when she talks <laughs> full. She was like, when Beth scored, she was screaming her head off. She said, that's my girl. I went, oh. Nice. <laughs> that was quite funny. That sounds a bit familiar, to be fair. <laughs> but Jonas, Jonas was on, he was like in the studio a bit. But um, there's talks of him actually going to do the, one of the commentating for the radio. So if he does, I'll keep you guys posted. No, well done. Well said, man. Actually, no, but before get... we move on, Albert, sorry. Um, I'm just curious, what is Lisa Evans like? Because obviously she used to play for Arsenal. She played, and she's now moved over to West Ham. Am I right, G? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, how was her commentary? Yeah, um, yeah she was all right. Um, she was, a lot of it was like generalised. Like she wasn't biased at all. She she was talking about the girls like she knows, you know, like their mates sort of thing. Um, okay. I thought she was all right, to be fair, like, I've heard worse. Like, um, mm. I'm not a great fan of Rachel yet. Is it Rachel Yankee is a commentator? Um, but um, she was, there were certain aspects of when um, it was on TalkSport, he had Sam Matterface, and that's one person who knows how to blag himself through a commentating of a game. Um, mm. So there were certain aspects when her, um, Lisa and um, Leah was kind of taking over and he was he was just sitting there looking at the viewer, I think. <laughs> oh, well, that um, sounds good then. At least I went yeah, they, yeah, there was a kind there was kind, kind of good as well. Um, but I just want to also say, uh, you might have mentioned it before, but I think no, Alex Scott, like what she's doing, I think she's just amazing, really. No, I said no, yeah, because lots of you asked the question. It was um, Jonas was there with uh, obviously Gabby, Gabby Logan, sorry, old surname, Gabby Logan, uh, presented with uh, Alex Scott and 
Farrah Williams and Jonas Eideville was there. Yeah. Um, so now yeah, he was there. Look, she looked sharp, man, in these blazers, man. I must admit. He did. He Attention did. to detail is important, man. But um, yeah, just sort of before we <laughs> before we um so I want to sort of get you guys in terms of um uh probably England's prior to matches. It's a bit of a talking point in terms of I know Lottie it was different in the ground as it was. There was a on the Lionesses page on Twitter, E do sort of a poll system where they pick four players and everyone voted. So um, I'm gonna before I come to that, um sort of touching on G's question. Um and Lottie's mentioned it and Jordan mentioned it. Um, it's experience with Serena Wigman. That that's exactly what it is. And I think what she recognized was obviously one nil is a very, very dangerous scoreline in football. And the fact that she made three positive changes, bringing on two Kelly and Russo. Russo had a big chance like 10 minutes after coming on, but maybe people say it might have come early, but no, that was a that was a big, big chance for her actually to score. Um and to me, she comes across as sort of the old-fashioned number nine, you know, good in the air and can hold up play. And so, yeah, TC is an option. Um, how seriously Serena Wigman considers her in terms of starting, it's completely up to her. Um, it's, it's 100% up to her. But, yeah, it's positive changes. You know, the Austrians tired because, like I said in the beginning, you can't press for 90 minutes. I don't care how fit you are. So to bring on fresh legs in terms of Kelly, Toon and Russo, they freshen things up. Um, and, yeah, listen... As we've kind of all said, man, England got the job done. It's an opening group game, like George mentioned. You're not going to get many opening games with any England team. Men or women, they're going to go smash a team three or four nil. It just doesn't happen. Um, but no, like like you guys have mentioned, it is an experience from Serena Wiegman. And as Lottie said, she is, she is a winner. And, you know, one nil, like I said, is, is a dangerous scoreline in football. So I think making them three changes made sense. I thought Kirby would come off after about 60 minutes anyway, because she's not played a lot of football, to be fair. Um, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. So, yeah, listen, I thought they did well when they come on the three ladies. They gave a lot of energy, um, forward thinking. And, you know, there's times when England hit on the break fantastically. That's even in the first half. There was an instance where I think they played two passes in the first half and they was almost in on goal. So, yeah, they, <laughs> they've got their strength and depth is insane, England. And um, she's got a embarrassment of riches there. So, listen. Not the first eleven is not just going to win this tournament potentially for England. Um, it, it's going to be the squad thing. And yeah, as you mentioned earlier in the stream, one of you guys, I can't remember who did it. Um, I thought Austria defensively did quite well against Lauren Hemp. And that's not to say Lauren Hemp had a bad game, but the Austrians, I thought, dealt with her pretty well, to be honest with you. But the next talking point, um, obviously I want to get you guys amazing thoughts on um, player of the match. Um, George, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna get an image on the screen. It was basically um, actually no, I won't. I won't get an image. Yes, so I will actually. Um, one of the players. Make your mind up. One of the players. <laughs> in one of the players in particular. I will get an image up because I'm gonna bring her up on the screen. Um, mm -hmm. it's the heat map of Georgia Stanway. Um, I want to yeah. know what your thoughts were in terms of um, how she played and how she affected the game. Thought you were gonna ask me about Millie Bright then. <laughs> that will come. Yeah, up. I thought. I thought Georgia Stanway played was really, really well. Um, obviously, um, I was kind of happy to see her playing because I wasn't sure if she'd be put on the bench. You know, like mm. I, it was either going to be her or Kirby for me. But I thought she controlled the game quite well and she was just involved with everything, really. Um, and you can see why Munich have gone and got her. But um, mm. I, thought, mm -hmm. I thought she was definitely a candidate for that. Player of the match, so 
No, good shout, because it was uh, George. The following, it was it was her. It was it was George Stanway. It was yeah. really bright. It was Beth Mead, and it was Kira Walsh. Lottie, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to bring up the heat map on the screen. Audio listeners, you just have to go along with it when I do put it on the audio. <laughs> but, uh, just Lottie, this is the heat map of Georgia Stanway. What I thought she did well, just before I get your thoughts, um, mm -hmm. is particularly sort of in the first half. Um, one, one thing she's very good at, she gets, she makes the late runs and gets into dangerous areas and breaks the lines, which is what she's very good at. Um, not just centrally, but getting into wide areas and providing the extra body. What was your sort of thoughts of her performance on Tuesday? Uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> it, no, on it was, it Wednesday, was, yeah. it, no, she had a brilliant performance, but for me, she wasn't my player of the match from sitting in well from where I was sitting. I do feel, although she had a phenomenal game and she was doing, as you said, breaking the lines and making those key passes, I do, I do feel someone else should have got it. But it's social media voting, it's people at home, it's very different experience from what you see in the ground to TV. I, I feel sometimes, um, yeah. But she, she had a, she had an immaculate game. Um, I haven't got any complaints about her at all. Mm. Just to, just to clarify, people, it was the um, thing that thing got the award. It was Millie Bright got it on the um, linesses. They voted for Millie Bright as a player of the match. Um, yeah. But Stanway was obviously one of the the leading candidates. But yeah, I thought she, I did. I thought she, um, I thought she played really, really well, man. Um, I sort of come into. G, one of the other people that was obviously, um, and I'll get George's thoughts obviously as well, Millie Bright, I thought she was colossus. I thought every aerial battle she won and dominated. Um, and like I said, she's got that ability to hit a fantastic diagonal pass, which Leah can do um, whether she plays in the back four or if she plays in the midfield area. How, how did you see sort of um, Georgia Stanwich's performance, obviously, and some of the other con contenders for your player of the match? Yeah, I mean, just touching with um, Stanway there. Um, in the first half, she got involved attacking Lee quite often. Yeah. I think part of her game, sometimes you'll hear her name quite a lot and you'll see her quite a lot. And then the second half, she goes more defensive and does the tucking in jobs. Uh, you don't really hear her name too much, but she's still doing the work. Um, she, li she linked up really well with um, Beth Mead in the first half, I thought. And you can see from the map there, she went down the right yeah. side quite often, yeah. um, naturally just sort of drifted out. Um, but, you know, she's she's not really, you know, she does get goals, of course she does. But for mm. me, she does she does a lot of the, as I would say, cleaning up. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know, if someone loses the ball, she's pretty much there to sweep up and keep it going, keep the ball flowing and everything. So, yeah, I think, I think she did have really good performance um there wasn't many points where she sort of gave the ball away there were a couple but the same for everyone um but i do have to agree with millie bright being player of the match yeah they voted um, for it yeah they did yeah the, she was always there as always with a with a strong head to clear out you never really got nervous when a corner or anything came in because she was performing that well you knew that she was just going to be the one to put her head on it and clear it um there were a few in the first half, there were a few clearances where she kind of sliced it and they went, yeah. <laughs> the ball went out a little bit. But, you know, as, as we've all said, it's, it was just how they all grew into the game. Those things were going to happen. Um, but what I feel like is she's the strength um, and she's the, the blocker, the clearer, the, the header away. Um, 
Whereas when next to her, Leah or Alex Greenwood, they're the ones that are faster. So she, they'll yeah. pick it up and off they go. Um, and I can't <laughs> lie, she was putting some pretty good crosses up up top as well, to be fair. She was putting it out to yeah. him a lot. Um, so, yeah, every, just every part of her game was was really good, you know. Rivalries aside in the club level, you got to stick by everyone in, in international. And I don't think she put much much wrong really and she's always she's a guaranteed starter isn't she as well so sort of speaks for itself really well said um George before I bring you in um one person yeah we've got to get your man right but a player in the match sorry um one person who I absolutely adore as I've said of many streams in terms of women's football and I call her the Alexander Perlow of the women's game is this young lady coming up on screen Kira Walsh and just a few, just a few facts there, people, audio listeners as well. Um, let's have a look. She 59 passes, 53 successful passes, four tackles, two interceptions, one and 71 touches. I'll tell you what I love about um Kira Walsh, man. Um her passing ability is insane. She makes the game look so easy. Her diagonal passes, even I was just sitting there just, during the second half, particularly, I was thinking, just Kira, just stop it. Stop playing passes that fantastically well. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, she, she I think she's instrumental to um, um the way England. She might not get the plaudits because you've got you know stars like um you've got Mead and obviously there's a lot of hype around Lauren Hemp. But when this lady gets on the ball, man, um, she does make England tick. Um, and I think with people where you know obviously Leah can play in a double pivot with Kira Walsh as well. Um, but she can go into the back four. And I think that for the likes of Millie Bright and Leah Williamson, you've got somebody like that in front of you who you know you can give the ball to on the half turn and take it and not feel under any pressure. And yeah, she just, she's so influential, man. She just goes, sometimes for me, goes under the radar. Yeah, George, coming in, um, what's your thoughts about um, Bright, Millie Bright and your player of the match? And obviously the, the queen of the midfield, um, Kira Walsh. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> talk about Millie Bright first. <laughs> um, as my in as an England fan, because um, she's um, I thought she was absolutely solid. Um, I feel dirty saying this about Millie Bright. Um, um, but you have to give credit where it's due. Like when we needed stuff clearing, she was there. I what? I agree with like whoever's next to Alex or. Leah, they're the ones yeah. who are moving are moving us forward. Um, but I have to give a cred, credit where it's due. Like Minnie Bright, she she does what she's there to do, sort of thing. But um, I wasn't worried at all. Like when listening on the radio, when the balls are coming in, it was just her name all the time. Um, so yeah, um, she's for me. She's one of the first names on the team sheet. Mm. And uh, kind of just quickly going back to like what G said about George Stanway, like you hear her name. So in the first half on the radio, that was all I was hearing was yeah. her name. Um, but then when I on the TV, it was not as much. So obviously not being able to see it, I wasn't sure if she was not involved in the game as much. But yeah. obviously hearing you guys, obviously it's just where she's more defensive. She mm. reminds me of... Um, I don't like to compare that much, but like if I was, you know, like to a Kante or a yeah. Makaleli sort of thing, like that mm. mould from the yeah. men's game. Top, top um, 
So player of the match, I'd probably have to say it was probably um, Millie Bright. But then I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have been disappointed if Kira got yeah. it either because, yeah. like you were saying, she's so underrated. She don't get the credit she really deserves. That because people like Mead, Hem, and all that only yeah. Yeah. do what they're doing because of Kira yeah. Walsh. Mm, good shout. Good so, shout. yeah, that's my opinion on it. <laughs> Great stuff, George, mate. Great stuff. Lottie, yes, come in, man. Come flying in, man. Yeah, no, I think me and you had the conversation the other night about Millie Bright being player of the match. And I completely, yeah. like, she, don't get me wrong, she was absolutely brilliant. But what the cameras don't show is how commanding our captain is. She was organising everybody behind the scenes. Like, might have seen glimpses of it, but it was there for the solid 90 minutes. Millie Bright took every single direction from her. So, as much as I want to give Millie credit, I've got to mm. give it to Leah as well. Because she, she led that team, more or less. I just don't Play like the match. she plays for Chelsea. Huh? I just don't like Millie Bright because she plays for Chelsea. That's George, it's... me and you on the same page. When you were no, saying that, bit, I was sitting on screen stuff, smiling. When people talk about Kane in the men's yeah. game, I'm like that with her. So it's hard for me to... Yeah, no, I completely understand that, George, because I, I, knew, I knew what Albert was going to say. And I was sitting there with a big smile on my face like, here we go. <laughs> Um, my player of the match, it's going to have to be... I'm going to go for a complete wild card. It's nobody on that list. For me, it's got to be Lucy Bronze. I just really... I really enjoyed watching her play. I mean, she was everywhere. She was closing down the right people. She was getting forward. Um, I just think she had generally all-round really good game. She was shattered oh. at the end, wasn't she? Yeah, no, she was exhausted. No, she was everywhere. She just dropped to the floor at the end. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. I was, I was like... When, when she went down, I was looking like, oh, my God, who is that? Please tell me she's all right, sort of thing. So, yeah. No, no, good shot. No, listen, it's um, everyone will have their sort of view in terms of um, their their mm -hmm. pride of match, but um, those were definitely the main. We haven't mentioned I thought, just quickly is that I thought it was all right, and I never give her credit. Was Mary Ert? Yes. Um, she like, was the save she made, like, she, um, and. I've not like when I saw as number one. I even remember having conversations with Lottie and say, oh, "Is that is that should she be in goal?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have to give credit where it's due. Like she made some really good saves, and I thought she done done quite well. No, good shout, good shouts. Um, what are we in people, people, big up to people in the chat for tuning in on this Friday night. Because I know you're probably having your takeaways of watching Soapland, but the fact that you're here in the chat means everything to uh, the the kind of chat with JTV. God, George, what are you saying, mate? Don't forget Love Island. That's on as well. Line nine. Well, yeah, yeah. there you go. And the, other, <laughs> and the other women Euro games. It's like yes. eight o'clock. Everything, yeah. everything good. Yes, well said, man. Well said. But big up to people in the chat. As I said, smash the like button on Albert JTV and Canon Chatter. Don't wait. Go and do it, people. But um, we are 59 minutes in. There's probably one more thing to ask George and see my co-host might want to throw in a few couple of things as well, but Massive, 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 massive game for England um, against Norway next. I don't know if you guys managed to see the Norway game at all, any highlights or if you saw the full game. Um, good side, man. Ruthless, mate. Good, good side. Um, Frida scored yesterday. Um, Wrighton scored and got an assist as well. Uh, first, after the first 30 minutes, that game was over. Completely over. 3-0 up within, within half an hour. Um, 
some defensive mistakes from Northern Ireland. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, and you just put them on the back foot, man. Unfortunately, but yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a very good game. Um, I'm gonna come to my fantastic guest first, George. What's your sort of thoughts going into England's next game against Norway, and what's your score prediction, my friend? I hate doing score predictions. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think if we can start on the front foot, uh, like I don't think like I watched the first half of the Norway game. Like you said, after half hour, it was over. But it's over, yeah, definitely. North, just for Northern Ireland to be there, I think that's an amazing feat. So, oh. um, the way they celebrated when they scored, I thought they won it. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah George, George you make, before, before you come back, I'm going to bring you back in. You make a good point yeah. about that, about Northern Ireland, because um, they've only come become full-time in January this year. It's catch-up, isn't it? Uh, but can I just add to that? I think you also need to remember with the Northern Ireland team, they've all got part-time jobs. They're all There's NHS workers in there, there's teachers, there's business owners, and that's what they do when they're not yeah. playing on the pitch. Yeah, because Kelly Smith mentioned. I think in the only Laura Rafferty is actually full time at the moment because she plays over here for Southampton, who have just been promoted to the championship. Do you know I mean? So them just being there, like I know obviously I don't want to lose like that, but them just being yeah, there cool, is like cool. an amazing feat, really. Yeah. Um, but with Norway, like, um, I don't. It's not going to be an easy game, like. If we can start on the front foot, I think I, I think we're strong enough to win. Um, it just all depends. Um, score prediction. Um, on, I think it'd be tight. Uh, yeah. How oh, about you always do this to me? Um, for two-one England. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad, George. That's not a bad shot, mate. That's not a bad. Me to score and Ellen White because I've where well, I've said she's not that she puts her chances away. <laughs> she'll probably first chance. She'll probably ban it in top corner. Mm. I've said it. Mm. But now, George, great point about the um, North Island and Lottie bringing yeah. following it up because yeah, like I said, they've only, it's only since January this year. That's not and Kelly Smith made a good point in the commentary um, in terms of like centralized contracts and you know. She's done about England being in that position 15, 20 years ago. So, yeah. you know, Northern Ireland have got it's going to be a long, long catch. Even you think catch-up. of that, that's not even that long ago, really. Exactly, mm. exactly. That's, that's like you compare that, that's and I'm not very good at maths, but that's less time than the Premier League's been running. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Right. Yeah. And they're only coming to like, for me, they're only coming to a, not a lot, I wouldn't say level like about the Premier League, but what I mean is like mm. with contracts and stuff like that. So, the more games and more tournaments that teams like Northern Ireland can get to, the better for them, really. Exactly. So, like, experience. They should all be proud yeah. of themselves, like each member of that squad. No, George, great shout. My two amazing co-hosts. Um, let's start with G, actually. What's your thoughts going into the big game on against Norway? And yes, score predictions, G. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's definitely the, the toughest one of the group. Um, you could tell by last night that they're going to come out quite fast and uh, yeah. take the game to us. So I think what we have to do is settle into the game as quick as we can, absorb some of their pressure, um, mm. but stay together and take it. And maybe it might be a case in the first half of sort of trying to hit them on the break, potentially. I know it's not how we normally play. We normally lead it, but this is a, a team that's very organised as well, isn't it? So 
we're up against um probably a like for like i would say yeah. um in ability some of the players they've got some of the players we've got so yeah we're just going to have to it's going to be one of those you're going to have to grow into the game just settle in keep the ball as much as you can create the odd chance but the most important thing is taking those chances um we've i think we can we can take positives from the game the other night um and put that into practice now of putting those balls in the back of the net because that's in this type of game that's going to be as silly as it sounds of course it's going to be the difference um yeah and if anything we could sort of keep their their main ones quiet then we've got a chance but as well we'll be up against some players that we already know from the wsl so maybe we might be able to you know get beth describing what freedom anim's all about uh and leah of course so there's going to be the chelsea girls as well can get um writer i think she called in the yes. the chelsea yep. one um you know so there's, there's that knowledge that we can put into our game as well but yeah it's going to be a tough one but i think it's going to be a very good game as well we saw the other yes. night these are the games we want we want tough games don't we so 100 percent. i'm gonna i was gonna go 2-1 as well to be honest that but, um, i'm gonna go 3-1 to us now wow Second half blowout. That's a serious <laughs> scoreline, man. The best scoreline. Yeah. Rad tots, man. Um, tough one on um against Norway coming up. It's gonna be a good game. I think it's, it will be a good game. It will be. It, they're both both quality sides. Um Ega Hegerberg's come back after she's like a five-year high haters. Um obviously the treatment of the Norway Norway in terms of women's football over there, but she's back. Um played well yesterday, she did all right. Um What's your thoughts? Are you nervous or still time to be nervous? And how are you feeling? Do you know what? I can't be nervous. I've still got to watch that game back. So I'm doing that straight after this show. And no, I'm going to watch the, tonight's game back afterwards. Um, the Spain game. Yeah. A, uh, and then I've got three games to watch back tonight. Not, not against over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. thing is, with Norway, I think we do have a slight advantage in terms of our players, knowing the WSL, WSL players. Um, they've come up some of the, prime example is right and we've come up against her before uh millie millie should know her millie plays with her leah's come up against her before if they're at the back we should be fine yeah and um, i think freedom mm. will be easier to shut down because obviously the arsenal girls play with her they know how she plays the mm. other girls have come up against her as well um but i do expect them both teams to come out the gate swinging i don't want to see no nervousness and settling in, slowly sitting in the game because it took us about 20 minutes and mm. um, before stuff started moving in the in the Austria game, so I don't want to see any of that. Um, because these two have taken my both my score lines twice below me, I'm going to go for three two three two England. Oh wow! Yeah, I want a goal first. Want a goal first? But I do. I, I do. I do really <laughs> want to back Mary Earps because she's currently got 16 clean sheets for England out of 21 caps. Lottie, you know what? You bring, Lottie, you bring up a very good point. Um, amongst all the analysis and the thoughts about the game against Austria, England gets mm. a clean sheet. And they're very good. At, and defensively, as we spoke about on your channel and Canon Chatter, when uh, after the sort of after the Arnold Clark Cup tournament, um, England defensively are very good. They're very, very good. They've got amazing versatility. I think the fact that she played Rachel Daly at left back ahead of Greenwood, who mm. can actually play there as well. 
um, speaks mm. volumes. You know, big up to Rachel Daly mm. as well. I think she was, you know Definitely. what? She's, she's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. Her versatility makes her a sort of, I know I call Chloe Kelly the wild card in there because I wouldn't expect mm. her to be Kate, but she picked. But with with Rachel Daly, she's that versatile. It can be played against her sometimes. Mm. Um, I remember reading some interviews where she's actually felt like that because if you look back, where she, when she's over at Houston Dash and when Phil yeah. Neville was in charge, um, she got the England call-up because she was three times in a row in the N National Women's Soccer League mm. Team of the Month. Yeah, She broke a record. She scored 10 goals or per, for a personal best or something. I'd mm. have to go back and find the exact stat for that, but I was really, reading that the other day um, for some content that I'm working on, but yeah, no, she she's she's just she, if we if we lose someone up front, we can put her there, and yeah, she's just she's incredible. I've I've, uh, I've obviously where I've seen her play for England, I've actually had a look at what she how she plays for Houston Dash. Yeah, and she's she's quality. Yeah, she listen, she is she's, she's fantastic. Um, mm. I think so. George has gone. George and G have gone two one England. Lottie's gone three two. I'm gonna go. G went 3-1. 3-1, did you say? 3-1? Yeah. Right. I'm going to go well against the grain of all of you. It's going to go 6-1. I'm going to go 1-0 England, George. Yeah. No, you can't go do that to me again. Uh, I've, I know. I've got to say, I, I've got to say as well, um, I think Mary Mary has, um cleaned up a ball. Very Aaron Ramsdale-esque. But she doesn't oh, smile. Excellent. She doesn't smile. She doesn't mm. smile. I was sitting there because mm. she was wearing green the other night. I was thinking, oh, Aaron's Aaron Ramsdale. But she, I've, I remember seeing her do it before. She just doesn't smile the way he well, does. Because she's from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say that. <laughs> 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 the point where she sort of held the ball and just sort of like her facial expressions on yeah, the telly. I saw were, it, yeah, it was, that was brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> well, I, I need to watch that back because obviously I it saw was, the back of her head when she did that. It was very... I don't know how close it was to the end, but there was a point where she sort of just grabbed the ball and just lay on the floor, but the camera yeah. was right on her face yeah. and she was just like... <laughs> I think also, I like, Lucy Lucy Bron needs, Bronze needs to get a mention for her shithousery during that game as well in front of the Austria fans. Um, yeah. I was right it's above that when that happened. It was absolutely brilliant. They were all sitting there in that corner and the ball yeah. girl went to throw back the uh, ball. She went, no, 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 I, want that. I don't want that ball. She picked up the other ball just to waste some time because they were all sitting there making the noise. And then, and like throughout the corners up there, they were going, oh, and they were really good. There was only like two small pockets of them, but it was really good. And when the VAR decision came through as well, I thought it was really good, the fact that they put it in Austrian underneath the English, which was pretty cool. Can I ask a question about the VAR, Finn? Yeah. Go on, go on. So I didn't realise, unless it's different, that, you know, with Beth Mead's goal, why they went to VAR and didn't look at goal line technology. I've never, I've, I've never no seen idea. that happen before. No okay, that doesn't normally happen, does it? They no, checked the goal to see that it went over the line. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, what? I like, it was that far over the line. I even saw it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can agree. The sta- I can yeah. say the stadium was like completely on green with George there. That like the whole, odd. the whole. I used to think the men's boot were really loud when that happens, but I've never heard it that loud. I like, just there was didn't a lot know of unhappy was... England fans when that happened. Yeah, no, it that just killed like, such yeah, a great cool. moment, didn't it? The, it like, did. the celebrations, the place went wild, and then it kind of yeah. dulled this. Yeah, dulled it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was I was in the mid- middle of jumping up and down. And I went, oh, what? 
Yeah, because so originally, they said like... they were, originally they said they were checking for offside. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then they said, no, no, no. They're checking to see the ball went over the line properly. I said, yeah. I said what? Is, I, what have you heard that before? Yeah. You could see the ref go to the watch and say, like, yes, it's a goal. There you go. So it, yeah. Yeah. Know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not sure, then we'll take a look, which you could But I didn't start. even know on the radio yeah. what was going on. Like, they was like, what, what are they checking yeah. for? Yeah, no, the thing is, like, what, <laughs> the only thing with the, I've got to complain about VAR, they didn't tell us why. They just went, they just put VAR on the screen. So yeah. I didn't actually find out what the reason was until I actually went and looked, looked online. I was surprised I saw VAR at Old Trafford. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, it does it? work, it, it does work. Yeah, I was there, I was sitting down when I saw that. I was like, oh. But no, that's like on the like I was saying, it, I think I was on the Sam and Jones in, like, and I was like, Well, that's about three foot over the line. I can even see that. Like, it's like, <laughs> what are they checking for? Like, <laughs> you can't yeah. even, you're not even. Well, I didn't even think VAR was there for goal line technology yeah. i thought that's the, the whole is, point of goal line technology yeah the one the one thing it should be no. there for and, you, and you're still checking that i, I was like wow that's interesting yeah, no. <laughs> with that from where i was sitting i saw the ball go over the line then it was kicked out so yeah. i don't know what they were looking at at var it was over yeah. the line and then whoever cleared it cleared it yeah madness yeah. madness but people um we've come to the end of the review <laughs> But no, big up to the people in the chat, honestly, particularly for Friday night stream anyway. Um, because most people are probably out. But no, you 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 thought, you know what, we'll stay in and watch Canon Chatter and Albert JT. We do the match review for Igloo V Austria. But big up to people in the chat. Jules, thank you for being a brilliant, fantastic guest, my friend. Um great to no get worries, you. On, thank man. you for having me. Jules, tell the amazing people where they can find you, mate. Um I'm at home at the minute, but if you want to come around. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can find me at Clock and George and probably see me with a lot of opinions on stuff on Twitter. It's not hard to find, to be fair. Mm. But yeah, you can find me there or don't know where else, really, at the minute. So and Big and plot on your, your channel as well, mate. Um, so obviously um, my channel at the minute is called at official s mania but it's, we're doing rebranding we're back next friday so cool good shout people we was going to be back today but um i cancelled it so i could come here so hey <laughs> big up jules people as you heard the man say go and follow he's go and follow him on twitter the handle's going on the bottom of the screen and also i thought follow... you said don't follow him then i was like oh, no, no, I'm, no i'm not gonna say that no, no, i wouldn't do that man you're mad no way no no of course man jules, much love man thanks for coming on man Great stuff as usual. And obviously Great my two you, amazing co-hosts. Yeah, of course, man. My amazing co-host. The Van Basten of Penzance. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find you. I'm going to call you that football for now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, on Twitter, is at Lil Trigger 2. Um, and also part of the Arsenal Fans Forever TV YouTube channel. So um, if you follow the Twitter, you'll be able to find the channel details through that as well. Um, yeah. Nice to be back with you all, and, and it's exciting, and I can't wait for the next yeah. game. Well, well, gee, well said. Well said, my pen, well said. And, of course, last but not least, Van Totti. Big up the Come Canon on. Chatter people, man. Has he just made that name up on this show? No, no, he's no, always, no, 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 no. Albert was no, always no. called me that, always. You better always. be careful, mate. She might get a transfer move in this window, the way it's all going. <laughs> she won't, she won't. 
in the midfield. <laughs> Anyways, go on, Lottie. Plug yourself at the channel and everything else. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Usually talks it either talking nonsense about the men's or the women's team at Lottie underscore B10. Um, it's two eyes because normal spelling's been taken. And you can also find me on Canon Chow. The new women's season's coming. The Arsenal Ladies Show will be back, which I'm quite looking forward to. Also got um Road to Stadium Australia with my co-host down there coming up. We've got more international break coming up in September. So we will be continuing our journey on that. And you can occasionally find me on the men's shows on Canon Chair TV. Yes. Multi-talented Van Totti, man. People, check it out. Come on. <laughs> but no, people, as I said, smash the like button on Albert J TV. And, of course, Canon Chatter. Subscribe to both channels, people. We will be back for another joint collaboration for the match review for England-Norway on the 13th of July. We won't announce the guest yet because, obviously, things can change you. People know with YouTube and later, but... Hopefully, we have got a fantastic guest coming on um, to join us for the review show. And just to point out as well, me and Lottie are going to a game on Tuesday, Spain, Germany. Lottie can tick off another stadium to visit. The last so ground in the Premier League. <laughs> Listen, yeah, looking forward to it. Look, Spain are a very good footballing team. I watched a little bit of the game today. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Even with the, the main lady not playing anymore. Yeah, but, um, but you've always got the choice of uh, Bon Marty as well. And as you well. said before, yep. yeah, as you said before, Del Castillo. Yeah, brilliant. Class, class. But people in the chat, thank you once again for your amazing input. And like I said, obliterate the like button. And of course, sorry, audio listeners, this will go out on mine audio. So Spotify and Anchor people, stay tuned. But um, yeah, that is um, Match Review over and out, people. We will see you soon on the 13th of July. Peace out, people.